It is your Monday Daily Delivery. Patrick Royce here with me. I am Michael Rand. Patrick, plenty to get to, as often there is this time of year. I think we got to start with the Vikings. We'll get to some gopher football on that disappointment down in Iowa. Get some gopher basketball, maybe a little Timberwolves, who uh, enjoyed a brief glimpse of success over the weekend before uh, reverting back to uh, the way they've been playing mostly lately um but yeah so much going on patrick let's let's start vikings though because we've been we've been yelling at them for weeks now because they've been bad um that was probably the best game they've played this year at least uh i mean right, right up there with uh with seattle in terms of you know the completeness of it beat the chargers 27 20 get aggressive on offense in the fourth quarter in particular and that uh that seems to be the difference in the game to me i don't know about you well, I really was uh, impressed with them defensively, too, considering that the uh, number, you know, the guys that aren't playing, they're still there and they're in the, out there with about four of the regulars not playing. And uh, they did a really good job tying up the uh, Chargers. They made uh, Herbert, the young quarterback, not look, uh, not look very good at all. And, uh, you know, they, they, really really made uh, made life miserable for him and uh he's he's kind of flattened out actually this chargers team has been very uh very up and down and uh they made they made him look down yesterday and uh you know that to me was uh certainly as as important as uh the you know their 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 aggressive approach to uh to do offense but i think it also helped that uh you're facing what the, uh, the team that was 32nd in the league and against the rush. So, you know, you, you know, if you start gouging them a little with the run, they uh, certainly are going to have your opportunities to throw it. But uh, there was no doubt that there was a come to uh, come to uh, daddy Gary meeting uh, <laughs> and said, uh, you know, you got this guy Jefferson and you got to throw the ball somewhere near him and let him try to catch it. And uh, that's what he did yesterday. So, yeah, it was I tell you what, it was a surprise to me because how well I played, because I thought after that loss last week, I think I actually said this. You're just kind of expecting them to say, oh, come on, man. We just we've been pounding our head on the wall. The hell with it. Let's go out to L.A. and get whopped and get back on the plane. And, uh, they, they did not, they showed up and played and Zim had the, uh, this team plays with fire stuff. Uh, you know, Zim is saying a lot of things, trying to save his job. And uh, one of those last week was this team plays with fire. They always come back and, uh, he was right. They did. And, uh, it was, uh, there was really nothing to complain about. They looked pretty good. Now they get the Packers coming to town and the Packers look very, you know, Packers defense is playing great. They look very mediocre offensively against a bad Seattle defense last night. It was what three to nothing late in the third period. Yes. Uh, you know, if the Packers aren't going to strive find their stride, here's what's been amazing about the Vikings. though, Mike, and we've made several references to this. They've played way better on the road than at home. <laughs> you know, they really had their, their most, pathetic performances at uh on the on the uh at home and uh, they've they have played you know this was not the first time they played aggressive they played uh they played aggressive when they you know took arizona down to the wire 
on the road. They've 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 been a little more aggressive on, on the uh, on the road than they have at home. So we'll see if it carries over. See what the paranoia level is uh, when he with with Zim and uh, Kubiak if they get in a slugfest. Uh, we'll, we'll see how they do that. But yeah, there's nothing to complain about. They uh, they were very good, uh, you know, everywhere yesterday, and that was a that was a unexpected performance. And there had to be what fifteen thousand Minnesota fans there, maybe twenty. Now that a lot of those are LA transplants, obviously it's not everybody getting on a plane. We got a lot of people that live out there uh, who used to live here, but uh, it was, yeah, when, when something good happened, it was hard to tell which was the home team. So uh, it was, it was pretty amazing. Well, I know a couple people at least that did the, uh, was it wild against Vegas? I think was Thursday, maybe um, Thursday or Friday. And then did uh that was out in Vegas and then did uh, Wolves, Lakers, Wolves, Clippers, and then uh, Vikings, uh, Chargers did the whole, uh, the, wow. whole four, the whole four game gamut uh, you know, over a four game stretch and then uh, and then came home. And I think they took the the guys I know in particular took the red eye home last night uh, and, and did the. Uh, did the whole uh, did the whole thing. That's a, that's a that's a young man's flight, by the way. I'm not I'm not taking any more red eyes. Glad I wasn't sitting next to them. I'm glad I wasn't on that red eye with Viking fans last night. Uh, uh, nothing worse than uh, flying with a plane full of drunks. That's uh, and that's there's a very good possibility that was the case. Although I have to say I took that red eye out of LAX here lots and lots of times. I, I love that flight. You could. That's the great thing about California. Even if it's a night game, you can still make the red eye. So uh, it was like one in the morning at LAX. It was a it was a great flight, and I'm sure it was full of Viking fans yesterday. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake. With 24-7 gaming, the good times never have to end. And you can satisfy your cravings at our restaurants and bars. Or relax in one of our luxurious hotel rooms. Those that play together, stay together. And don't forget to join Club M so you can spark new memories and bask in the rewards along the way. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. I'm sure it was. Well, like you said, the defense. If, you're, if you're if you're uh, if you're really full of alcohol, does that prevent passing COVID on to the seatmates? <laughs> does that does that kill COVID? Uh, I think so. You uh, can't get, you can't being, get it if you're underwater too. If you're being uh, drunk, being drunk for four days, does that uh, prevent? Uh, <laughs> kills brain cells. I don't know if it kills COVID. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, it was a it was a night, and you know what? They're I've said it all along, even if they lose yesterday, the schedule gets easy after the Packers. And if you go nine and eight, you could be the seventh seed. And, you know, it's going to be hard to be 10 and seven, but there's seven people keep forgetting. There's an extra, there's an extra regular season game and there's an extra spot in the playoffs. And uh, that, you know, is, I, I use this, uh, I guess, in a tweet the other day that, you know, Yogi used to say it's getting late early, but this year it's late, late. It's getting late, late. You're, <laughs> you know, you got to really be buried to not have a chance in the NFL. And uh, so, yeah, they they look good. They look good. Cousins look good. Everybody looked good. Good protection. Uh, you know, he was 
You know, that's the whole deal with him. He can be aggressive or not. If, if he's not getting hit, you know, if he's not feeling pressure, he's going to play good. And that's what happened yesterday. He didn't, there wasn't much pressure. No, it was. It didn't. Is, the, is, is it Bosa playing or is he doesn't play or is he, is he, he non-factor now? Or he what, was, what, yeah, he, yeah. he played. He, I, I didn't see him a whole lot. I think he had something. He might've got some pressure early. I feel like he might've got a sack early in the game or something like that. But yeah, you didn't really see him as much as you would have, as much as you would have thought. And you're right. The, the line was able to hold up and give him a decent amount of time when he needed it. And I, you, you alluded to it at the beginning too. the, the, uh, you know, the last time the Vikings proclaimed they were going to get the ball to a guy more often, we wound up with the Randy ratio, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, the, you know, Jefferson had 11 targets, he had nine catches. I mean, it, to a certain degree, there's just a, an element of, you got to get the ball to the guys who make plays. And that was part of the aggressiveness that I like in the fourth quarter, right? They, they got the ball to Jefferson on that third down play to keep, to keep possession. And then, you know, they, they get to like third and 19 and they don't just fold it up. They, they get a long completion to feel and then they go for it on fourth and two. And they're just like, yes. here's our best play. It's our toss play to the right, to the, to the, to the strong side of the field. And we're just going to, we're going to see if we can make two yards and they made three. Yep. Yeah, that was true. They get a lot of credit, but uh, you know, I thought that, that uh, you know, that Jefferson catch uh, pretty much won the game when they were, uh, you know, he made a hellacious catch down there on the sideline. And then another time uh, they had him stopped, and but then they showed the replay, and uh, that's when they called the pass interference on the kid. The kid reached out and grabbed him. So not only does he make nine catches, but some guy has to grab him by the jersey to prevent him from making another one, and that kept that earlier drive going too. And uh, when it looked like the Chargers might be getting a little – um, momentum going on their side. Uh, they had a they had a nice drive there too. So yeah, they played good. There was nothing to complain about. We, uh, you know, as I said on Twitter, we're all alone in second place in the NFC North, baby. <laughs> Go get it. <laughs> and uh, two left with the Bears, and left one left with the Lions. That's three. I don't care what people think about their past performances at Soldier Field. You can't lose to this Bears team, and you you sure as hell can't lose to the Lions. So uh, they got, you know, they they beat Packers Sunday. Uh, they're better than they're, – they're 60-40 to make the playoffs then. You see, the Lions, you see the Lions tied yesterday? Yes. That's hey, hey, hey. hilarious. It's, it's it like is. we kept saying, oh, they could go 0-17. They could, they could break their – old record and now it's even better they can go oh 16 and one like that's even worse it seems like to me yes and pittsburgh uh pittsburgh was gonna they roethlisberger didn't mason rudolph was on the field and he, he completed a pass they took one of these little safety passes to set up the field goal and the guy fumbled it and the lions the glorious lions recovered it and got their tie i saw at the end of the game so yes they didn't lose they didn't lose. no you know what <laughs> That, that guy's a moron, okay, Dan, yeah, Dan, Dan one of those crazy guys. But the fact that they showed up, they now two weeks ago, they just laid down and got hammered, right? But but they, they've they been showing up most weeks. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, they're, they're, they're at least trying still, I guess. But uh, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it is, as the great Sid Hartman often said, uh, a crazy league and uh, that's been the case again well two weeks ago it was insane 
And uh, but again, yesterday there was some stuff going on. All of a sudden, the best team in the league, Arizona, they don't have Kyler Murray. They look like Hamlin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're terrible. They're terrible. And uh, so, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Nobody. It was. It would have been really tough to host a post-game show like we do on some of the radio outlets in town yesterday. Too much positivity, you know, because it. I know when the, when those things are fun. When I make sure I'm in the car, if I that I'm listening to them, it's when they lose and the drunks start calling in and complaining. Nothing to complain about yesterday. So. No, although switching gears, if you do want to, if you had some complaints over the weekend, you did have. If you wanted to complain over the weekend, you had some options. Go for football. Oh. Loses down in Iowa. No, no shame in you know, generally losing down in Iowa. It's not a bad Iowa team. They're obviously, you know, tied for still the Big Ten West lead at five and two. They were ranked as high as number two in the country this season at one point. But just watching the game, a very beatable Iowa team. If you're not going to do it now, if you're not going to win the Big Ten West this year, when are you going to do it? And here's a theory for you, Patrick. Very different. P.J. Fleck and Mike Zimmer, very, obviously very different guys very different in their approach um off the field on the field on game day they are very similar coaches they are very they they kind of want to win a certain way and i think zimmer's departure from that on sunday helped help the vikings win and i think flex insistence on you know taking some short field goals and you know not really uh you know putting the foot down when they could kind of cost them in that game but i i want to hear your thoughts on that one too yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a strange uh, uh, transformation that he's made too. I mean, I remember. I guess I only watched Western Michigan play once, but it was against Wisconsin in the Cotton Bowl, was it or whatever the heck it was? And uh, and uh, they, I mean, they were they were trying to do things, man. They were uh, throwing it all over, and uh, they had that Corey Davis, and they were uh, you know kind of an aggressive team, and he that. And I don't call him, recall him in his first couple of years, uh, just saying, you know, we're not going to try to, we're, we're going to take the safe way out here. Uh, I think uh, the better the team has gotten, the personnel, the more conservative he's been. And uh, it, it does scream that they don't have faith in their quarterback, doesn't it? it? I mean, it does, doesn't it? That they don't want him to throw the ball. So they they're down to their fifth running back and they'd still rather run the ball and trust him to throw it to Ottman Bell, who was pretty dang good. So yeah, it's a weird, weird deal. And that was a, that was a hard game to lose, man. You had 407 yards to 277, 409 to 277. You had the ball twice as often, yep. 40, 20 minutes. You had 23 first downs to 12 and you somehow get beat. It was, uh, it was, and if Iowa hadn't been such morons, it, you would have gotten beat worse. They're on the three yard line after you get turned it over on downs on the three and they do some goofy stuff. Why don't they just run it in the end zone? You know, it's, uh, yeah, Iowa did some stupid things to give them that last chance too. But, uh, this Iowa team was obviously grotesquely overrated. Uh, and uh, for the last month has been brutal. You know, I don't think there's any guarantee they win at Illinois, do you? 
or, or I guess they get Illinois at home. So, and then they're at Nebraska, I believe, but, uh, they, they, you know, the, if they, if they win it, if they beat Illinois, the Gophers are done, but, uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a very mediocre team. Iowa, they had trouble beating Northwestern the previous week. And, uh, yeah, the, there's no excuse for losing that game. None at all. But, uh, did he, did he say it's all about, did I, did he take full responsibility or didn't he bother to do that this time? Uh, took some shots at his, uh, took some shots at their uh, inability to make plays. Right. Uh, kind of, kind of took some sideways shots at Morgan, didn't he? Yeah. And we probably should. I mean, we've been talking about this for, for, you know, Morgan was great in 2019. I mean, he had a lot of help to Tyler Johnson and uh, Rashad Bateman uh, certainly, uh, certainly helped that out. And those guys are gone. Um, but he's, he's regressed in, a, in you know, it's, it's weird. Like go for quarterbacks have tended to, it's, it's kind of the Adam Weber thing happening yeah. all over again, where he, you know, he had, he had a one really good year early in his career and then things kind of got progressively backsliding and you know, some of it's the coordinator, some of it's, you know, the personnel around him, but yeah, I mean, you thought coming into the year that if you could think about Morgan Moore as the 2019 version and not the 2020 version, the quarterback should be a strength of this team. And it just hasn't been, it's, it's, that's gotta be the most frustrating thing for them is that they, they have a guy who's got experience, who's had a good year before, and he just isn't getting it done this year. Well, what drives me crazy is people want to blame Sanford. He's calling the game. PJ Fleck wants to call. PJ Fleck considers himself an offensive coach. That's his background. And this, this the offensive coordinator is going to do what Fleck wants him to do. They uh, maybe they should uh, in this off season go get uh, Soroka again, right? Uh, he got fired at Penn State, uh, and I think he has a he kind of has the uh, influence when he was here of being kind of a crustier older coach who would do what he wanted to do. And PJ would not drive him nuts. Like I think PJ would have the same amount of influence on Simon. If he got the job as he's got on this guy, Sanford, this is PJ flex offense. This is not somebody else's offense. They're doing what he wants them to do. You were doing some math before the show, basically, if somehow the Gophers, the Badgers, Purdue, and Iowa wound up in a, a four-way a four tie, was it, or three-way tie? Uh, three-way tie. I don't, I don't have Purdue in it. I, I didn't look at four-way. I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, The three-way, the Gophers are I kind of out of it, right? Purdue. It, well, Wisconsin, if, if you all end up one-on-one one against each other, which it would take for the Gophers to be in it, they'd have to beat Wisconsin. Then it's division. The first tie is division record, and uh, the uh, two of Wisconsin's losses are to the East. So, uh, and the Gophers have uh, have already have two loss. The Wisconsin, if they beat mighty Northwestern on Saturday, cannot have more than one loss within the division. So they would win a three way tie, I, I believe. So, because Iowa would. If Iowa loses another one, it will be within the division, and they already lost to Wisconsin. So, if it gets to that third tiebreaker, yes, uh, it would be uh, Wisconsin would win it, even if the Gophers if if the Gophers beat them, Wisconsin still won it. If it was a three way tie, I guess the only way for the Gophers 
to win it now is for to Illinois to for uh, I would lose to both Illinois and Nebraska, which is possible with this offense, but uh, it, it's a long shot, obviously. But yes. what they don't want to do is lose to lowly Indiana, because uh, then you're six and six, and you're going back to Detroit for a bowl game, right? Yes. <laughs> you lose to Wisconsin, and you lose your last two. You're six and six, and you're back where you were when you started, basically. Yeah, especially when you had this offensive line this year, you had you know the the start they had of the season, you know, just uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like I think Chip's written this various points chip scoggins this year just you know if not now when you know you've got all this you know you got all this experience especially on the offensive line you don't get those kinds of seasons and opportunities that often and yes they've had the injuries at running back that have certainly impacted their season but you know at a certain point you got to make some more plays and they just in the biggest games they just they just haven't this year Look at uh, look at next year's schedule. If not, when when could be next year? The first eight next year are going to be damn near impossible to lose one. So uh, we'll get all fired up again uh, next year. But yes, as far as senior, you know, veteran players who have been pretty good for you, they'll never have another year like this. I mean, uh, the offensive line uh, went fully healthy averaged one year younger than the Vikings offensive line. They, uh, you know, yes. it's basically the same age as the Vikings. Offensive right. line, this collection, they've been very erratic too. I mean, they had, they stunk against Illinois and then they turned around and they, they played good Saturday. You know, I wouldn't have that much pressure on anybody. And they ran the ball for a hundred and what, 50 yards again, 160 yards or something. So, um, yeah, I mean, sure. This was this was a big chance for him. He's got to be shocked that they're uh, that they're uh, that with those two losses that they have sitting on the record. And by the way, once again affecting our national rating, Bowling Green got beat forty nine to seventeen by Toledo. They've mm. only they've only won once since they uh, since the mighty win over the Gophers. Uh, where, where their coach told our gophers, patted our gophers on the helmets and said, well, you'll be good. You'll still be a good team. That guy, that guy, the beat Fleck became the first FCS coach to get ejected for the two unsportsmanlike calls. Oh no. Came in and five years ago. So, uh, yes, but he lost, he, BJ lost. I don't know. That guy. The guy, it's never going to change. He drives me nuts. And uh, I had said, I was forced into saying this the other day. I think he's been an asset to the Gopher football program. He's just been an asset, okay? He hasn't been a liability. But this notion that this is the greatest football coach we've had since Murray Warmath is a bunch of nonsense. Mason uh, stuck around here 10 years and he had a four or five year stretch in the middle where they were pretty damn good. And everything you look at with them now has to be, has to have an asterisk because, uh, of the big 10 West and the schedules they play. And they don't, you know, they don't, they, they are playing this year. They're playing probably, I mean, they got Ohio state, but they're probably playing the easiest big 10 schedule and go for teams ever played. So then anyway, that's, that's that on him. Let's stick with the Gophers. I want to talk hoops for a little bit. Go Gophers and Wolves. Um, 
continuing our good news, bad news trend on the show. Go, go for, go for basketball. They've they're three and oh, they have three more wins at this point in the season than I thought they would have. You and I were joking before we started, before we came on here, uh, Ben Johnson coaching, he's <laughs> coaching these where, guys like, like Tom Thibodeau. The, where are the minutes police? Where are the minutes police? They were on the minutes police who had to worry about cat. Aren't you worried about Eric Curry? Ah, these are just, these are the just college played, kids. These are the college guys, kids. They're fine. Four of them played more than 44 minutes yesterday, though, against Princeton. That was a double overtime game. So Eric Curry played more minutes already this season and all his other season just couldn't go by when we waited for him. He plays. He, you said a, a, an eighth guy got off the bench for two minutes yesterday. Uh, well, in the, the first two games, he'd only played seven guys. And, you know, it, it's just the opposite of what I expected because they brought in this mismatch collection of guys from all over. And I expected he'd be running 11 or 12 players out there trying to find out who he had. And I guess he made up his mind early because he is, you know, he is playing, uh, playing the same guys. And, you know, I can't say that I was shocked that they beat Kansas City, Mike. I, I don't think that that should surprise us no. at all. But uh, Western Kentucky was supposed to be fairly good. They're tall. And uh, they they beat them uh, pretty bad. And then yesterday it was a battle with uh, Princeton, uh, which uh, didn't exactly have a great collection of athletes on. So I 3-0. Uh, and all, yeah, I thought they'd probably lose one of those three, but uh, they're they're a little better. They're you know what they are. They they're fairly well coached. They uh, yes, their ball movement's pretty good, and uh, they have an idea what they want to do offensively, which is let uh, let battle and uh, let battle and Willis do anything they want to do as far as getting shots up. Uh, but the, they move the ball, and uh, that they. they you know, they're fairly good at making open shots and they play defense. They, uh, they do it now. Yesterday they gave up quite a few easy bucket layups, but, uh, they, they play defense. So they, they might not be as the over and under, I, I put the over and under on them winning big 10 games at two and a half. Yeah. Uh, they, they might hit the over, they might be four and 60 <laughs> something like that. But, uh, when they get in and get some athletes, Peyton Willis isn't just going to be, faking left going right and drive dribbling in and shooting five layups in overtime. That's not going to happen against the real team. So it's, but it's, Hey, Hey, it's fun. What the heck they're these, this mismatch collection of guys that uh, they brought in from William and Mary and Lafayette and very other unimpressive places uh, was uh, as they played pretty good. They, you know what? They coached them for a month to get them ready to, to, to play basketball this year because uh, taking all these collections, all these guys who never played with each other and make them look like a fairly organized team, that couldn't have been easy. No, I agree with that. And by the way, too, I did say it's okay if they run these guys ragged because they're college kids, but Eric Curry is three years older than Anthony Edwards. So. <laughs> well, uh, well, well uh, he was willing. He said, I'm sick of the injuries. I want to be a grad assistant. And then they fired. Was that going to be with Patino or was that? When, I, when was the announcement made, right? 
I can't like, remember. I don't. I can't exactly remember. That job, but he was going to be a grad assistant, and and uh, finally Ben Johnson came to him and said, "I got a better idea. I want you to be my starting center." Yeah, I want you to play thirty three <laughs> minutes against Princeton yes. on the third game of the year. Yes, yes, that's right. He already played. He is getting him off the court a little more than he some is. of the other. Battle and Willis. I think. They both played 40 against Western Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. One of them played 40, and I think the other played 39 against Western Kentucky. Battle played played 48 yesterday, so. Yeah. (laughs) They're having the – those two guys are having the time of their lives, so they can each take 20 shots. They can just – you know, they they battle battle has – it requires no conscience for battle. He can just – Feels like throwing up a shot again, and uh, but he they actually kind of semi posted him up a few times yesterday and got him some layups because mostly he'd been shooting jumpers before that. So yeah, I watched quite a bit of them. It was uh, kind of fascinating. They had a terrible stretch at the end of regulation. They let Princeton come back from ten down and get into overtime, but uh, then they you know they maybe well three and zero. What the heck? He seems like a nice enough fellow, Ben Johnson, and. And uh, maybe maybe there's a few more wins in their uh, portfolio this year. Let's finish with the Wolves, although I, I want to get you a, a parting a parting word from uh, Bethel St. John's, too, because it sounds like that was quite a game. Um, Wolves uh, experienced a modicum <laughs> of success at the Lakers the other day. They get all excited about themselves, and they get absolutely smoked by the Clippers the next night. They're 4-8 and eight now, a 1-3. and three road trip probably good they got that one at least but ah you know whatever whatever good vibes were there uh after that three and one start have uh have gone completely away the last eight minutes of the third period against the lakers i tweeted out this is one of the greatest nba teams i have ever seen for eight minutes (laughs) (laughs) right Fantastic. They had the Lakers throwing the ball all over the arena. They were making every shot possible. Cat was a madman. He was doing, he was making threes. He was driving to the basket. He was blocking shots. They were, it was phenomenal. They were, Russell wasn't even being an idiot. It was uh, pretty good. And uh, then they show up and I, I was doing other stuff and I didn't watch the first by the time I went to watch the Clippers game, they were 25 down. And I said, they're back. They're back. <laughs> they're back, baby. Maybe it was the long trip that they had to take that long road trip from, uh, from the back to their hotel and then back to the same arena. How do you do that? How do you play? I mean, it's, it's not like they've had a bunch of back to backs, right? No, because and they're the Timberwolves. They're, they're just, they- down in the fourth quarter most of them for garbage they've turned it they turned a laker game into garbage time the last six seven minutes so they're sitting there laughing on the bench and then they show up the next day against the mediocre clippers and get humiliated the clippers when they first played the the uh timberwolves were one and six right i think they were one and six for the season now they're three and all against the timberwolves unbelievable they yeah i don't know this 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 coach has been around a long time. Finch has got to 
got to go home to the hotel room. And after he's done seeing his team, just go ahead and pound his head on the bathroom mirror or something and say, uh, what, what is this? What, what, what is the mentality that allows you to think, boy, we're good. Uh, now that we won one game against the old Lakers team, it's uh it's they're, they're phenomenal. They're, they're just, they're just, if, if I was fully invested in them as one, if I was one of the 75 fans in the Twin Cities that's fully invested in the Timberwolves, that that's their number one thing, they would drive me insane. Wolf's Twitter is a, is a dark place sometimes, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's gotten that way. Uh, it's gotten that way lately. Although, so now the schedule, they play the Suns uh, today. But then, yeah, that's that's back here, and they get the Kings, the Spurs, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans. After that, so you know, if you're if you're looking for you know a point, an inflection point in the season, you know when they could perhaps play better. Although they've already blown that chance early in the year with with the soft schedule. The you know yeah. the two of their four seven, wins are over Houston and the Pelicans. So seven. Eight at home, they get to play the Pelicans. They've already lost once to the Pelicans, which is dang and near Orlando, and, and dang near impossible. And uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, there's just too much going in, on in this town right now for people to worry about. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. There's other things to gripe about. That's uh, yeah, that's the, a good the wild, point. The wild, one thing about the wild, like they're ten and four now or yes. something. Uh, pretty phenomenal. But the other night in Vegas, they had two five-on-threes. One of them was like damn near the whole two minutes, and they didn't score a goal. How no. do you do that? They had two five-on-threes like no. for three and a half, four minutes. Come on. That's impossible not to score a goal. That was a, that was a bad loss right there. That's their, that's their uh, but they're, you know, obviously pretty good. Sid's grandson, Ryan Hartman's tearing it up, man. That guy was a guy out of nowhere. He yeah, learned all hockey from Grandpa Sid, I think, didn't he? I, th- <laughs> I think so. He's <laughs> Sid. Sid sure showed up in St. Paul a lot, didn't he? Um, <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, no, listen, that they're going to move back to Minneapolis in three <laughs> years. People aren't going to drive all the way over to St. Paul to, to watch. <laughs> East oh. Berlin, I'm going to East Berlin to watch hockey. Let's let's finish with uh you you saw St. John's and Bethel Division Three that sounded like it was a pretty good game. Oh, fantastic! Because uh, Bethel was much the better the first half, and then they blocked a punt for a touchdown late in the third quarter to go up two touchdowns, and then they stopped them four and out down in their St. John's was down in their own thirty, and they stopped them four and out, and there's. Somehow they managed to get St. John's used all his timeouts, but they were down on their own 30. The snow was blowing, the wind was blowing in their faces, and they're gonna they're gonna have to give up the ball. And all of a sudden they hit like a 40-yard pass and then a 20-yard run, and they're down on the five-yard line. It was uh, it was extremely weird. And uh and then the Johnnies score with one second to go. And the reason they won the game, Mike, was after their first touchdown, their, their long snapper got hurt. After the first touchdown, they uh, the, the, the snapper that they had it rolled the ball back, and the 
place and the, and the holder picked it up and ran it to the pylon for a two point conversion. So it was a, it was a failed extra point that then gave them a failed opportunity to kick that gave them a two point conversion. So they end up winning a 29, 28, but, but then Bethel turns around and gets invited to the tournament. So, or, to the playoffs, so good for them because Bethel's just as good as St. John's, and probably better because they have their their quarterback's going to be the league MVP. This Rosny kid, and uh, St. John's starting quarterback has got hurt in Game Seven, so uh, Bethel made the tournament, which was good. But it was a hell of a game. But uh, I was up there years ago, nine nine years ago, when they beat Concordia. When Concordia was good and one of the great steals of all time by the officials, the game was over. Concordia sacked the guy. It was over. It was 14 to seven. And some idiot referee called Concordia for having a player on the field who was celebrating while the ball was still rolling around on the ground after the sack. So they called him for coming out. They gave Bethel one more play. They scored a touchdown, a two-point conversion, won the game 15 to 14. Wow. Terry Haran's a Concordia coach, and I've always, every time I talk to him, I say, you got over that one yet? And uh, so yesterday, Saturday, I texted him like 6 o'clock at night and said, the football gods finally caught up with Bethel Steve Johnson. And about half hour later, he got killed on Saturday at Gustavus. So, but about a half hour later, he said, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Spots. But anyway, they're both in the field and uh, Bethel, uh, Bethel's good. So, and St. John's is St. John's man. They just, they just pull out wins. It's just an amazing fashion, but they had, you know, five, 6,000 people up there and a third of them were Johnny's fans. They, they support that bunch. So it was a crazy, uh, crazy. Uh, it was a crazy football game. It was a fun game. And uh, the last quarter, pretty much in the snow, too. So it was, it was a good game. Oh, that's good. It's got to be that's got to be the the biggest rival now. Right. That's got to be the big game yes. with, with St. Yeah. Thomas out. Yeah. And now they come up with this idiotic division system because they're trying to protect the bottom teams from getting beat quite as often. So they came up with the division system and uh this is, uh, you know how people always complain that the Big Ten is run by Michigan and Ohio State and all the big schools? MIC, opposite. The worse you are, the more power you have. <laughs> if, you're, if you're completely sucking wind down at the bottom, you get all the power. So they came up with this system. And, uh, and so if St. John's and Bethel end up playing twice, and that the way they have it set up now, if it stays this way, that's probably going to happen every year. And, and, uh, you know, so it's kind of stupid, but you have a 10 team league. Uh, you would think that the way to play it would have everybody play each other once and have one non-conference game and everything's got to, you know, the, the bottom feeders, uh, didn't want to, they wanted to avoid at least one butt kicking every year. So that's, they came up with this schedule. So, I mean, with this system, which is moronic, but, uh, what the heck. Moronic, and, uh, but, moronic, but what the heck? That is Minnesota yeah. sports in a nutshell. Yes. All right. <laughs> hey, goal Vikings. It was, right. Uh, there's hope. There's hope. There's hope. Packers week, baby. Well, I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about next Monday. Good stuff, Patrick. We'll talk to you again, okay? All right, Michael.